Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on social media at Girlfriends Pray and join us for prayer every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 712-775-7031, access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Always an honor and a privilege to um, to be able to come on here and girlfriends pray. Um, we thank God uh, for not just a uh, a new week, but a new year, as well as a new decade, and I pray that this quick devotional will be a blessing to you. I want to look at Philippians, the third chapter, verses 13 and 14, Philippians 3, verses 13 and 14. The Apostle Paul declares, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ." Jesus. Absolutely love this particular passage of Scripture, penned poetically from the Apostle Paul. When you begin to look at this, it seems like Paul is doing uh, two things in particular. It seems like he's reflecting and he is refocusing. He's reflecting because in verse 12 he says, not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal. He begins to talk about a goal that he has set up and established for himself. He says in the earlier part of the scripture, he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. That his goal was to praise Christ. His goal was to know Christ. His goal was to become with Christ, one with Christ, and that's what he was striving for. That's what he desired to do. And on this first Friday of the year, as we prepare to navigate through 2020, I want to impress upon everybody upon the call the importance of having goals in your life. First of all, we have primary goals and secondary goals. Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Your primary goal should always be a vertical goal. That is the goal between you and God. It should it should involve your spirituality, that I may know him. And as you prepare to, to go into 2020, as you're writing your vision board, as you're making all of your your goals and some people make New Year resolutions and all of these various things. I think that it's absolutely positively imperative that you have a spiritual aspect on your vision board, on your list of getting closer to God. That Paul says, I pray Christ, and more than anything, I want to get to know him. 
I think that's important that you write down. I think that it's important that spiritual formation becomes a priority for you. I think that it's important um, that you begin to put things in place that will empower you and enable you to get closer to him. That's prim- that's your, that should be your primary goal. But then there are also secondary goals. If your primary goal is vertical, then your secondary goal is horizontal. That's everything else that, 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 that deals with your finances, it deals with your relationships, it deals with educational, it deals with entrepreneurship, it deals with, uh, it could be physical goal, whatever it may be, chipping away at debt, whatever it may be. Those are your secondary goals that you need to list for yourself as well. Yeah, it's important to have these goals because when God blesses you with another year, you do not want to waste the years and the moments and the minutes that God gives you, that you want to have a strategic plan, that you want to have a strategic plan for your life. I believe it's Dave Ramsey that said, poor people think in days, rich people think in decades. It is important that you have a strategic plan. Watch this, not just for this year, but for the next 10 years, you should be thinking in decades, not just what do I want to accomplish in 2020, but where do I want to land for the next 10 years? You know, it's amazing. My daughter, who's 10 years old, she says, Daddy, we're entering into a new decade. I said, I know. She says, do you realize at the end of this decade that I will be uh, 20 years old? I said, that's right. You're going to be 20 years old. you got a 10-year-old who's not even considering 2020. She's looking all the way at the end of this decade. And it is absolutely positively imperative that as you begin to set these goals, look, look, think long-term. Think, think, think the next 10 years of your life so that you can begin to, to map this out and navigate through it. You should have primary goals. You should have secondary goals. Paul has a goal, but he begins to reflect. In verse 12, he says, I have this goal, but he says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal. Now, what's amazing about that, his goal was to know Christ. Now, this is Paul who's written two-thirds of the New Testament. This is Paul who has established several churches. This is Paul who has done wonderful works for the for the kingdom of God. And Paul still says, I'm not there yet. This is so very important for you to understand. You have to understand that whatever that goal is, whatever you may have achieved before, Paul says, I'm not there yet. Because when it comes to you achieving your goal, you have to you have to be mindful that this is an ongoing goal, that it's a journey and not a destination, that it's not a place that you go to, but it's a process that you grow through. You have to understand the importance of the power of progression. You've got to keep moving forward. You're not there yet. That, that that no matter what you do, no matter what you achieve, you've got to continue to press forward. You've got to continue to move forward. Paul says, I'm not there yet. And no matter what level of success you've had, you have to understand <laughs> that there's still room to grow. Because this is the thing about God. 
there's always another level. There's always uh, another ram. There's always uh, another opportunity that there is no ceiling in God. You cannot get to the point that you think that you have arrived. I don't care what you've achieved. I don't care what award you've got. I don't care what platform you have been recognized you have been recognized on. Paul says, I'm not there yet. And and this is the thing. The gifts and talents of God, you will never exhaust them. That until you until the day you die, <laughs> the reality is, you know, there will be something in you that you can still cultivate and develop and you need to get out of you. Don't ever think that you've reached the place where you've arrived. Don't ever think that you've gotten to a position where you can get comfortable. No, you've got to continue to move forward and realize that there's always another chapter. There's always another assignment. There's always another door. The Bible says young men are for war and old men are for counsel. Just because you reach your golden years, it doesn't mean that you cannot contribute. And no, you may not have the strength that you used to have, but you have wisdom. Come on. And the reality is there's always another chapter. There's always another realm. There's always another door. There's always another level. There's always another way that you can contribute. Paul says, not that I've already obtained, uh, or have already arrived at this, but he says, I'll press on. Now watch this. He says, in order for me to continue to move forward, I have to forget those things which are behind and press forward to those things which are ahead. Paul, he begins to refocus. He begins to shift his focus. He begins to refocus because he says, watch this, that I have to forget those things which are behind and press forward to those things which are a head. I know it's 2020, y'all. A lot of people talking about vision. I love the term visual acuity. Visual, visual acuity is going through a process of helping you to refocus so that you can see clearly. Visual acuity is what happens when you sit down inside of the eye doctor's chair, the optometrist, and they take you, put your eyes in that machine, and they'll ask you A, B, B, C. They are taking you through a process of visual acuity, trying to sharpen your focus. If you cannot see clearly, they take you through that machine because they want to sharpen your focus. And I know for me, I know for my church, I know for 2020, that's our whole objective is to sharpen our focus. Well, Paul says, how do you do this? He says, forget those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead. Now, this is, hit this real quick and we're going to pray. What is it that Paul needs to forget? Paul says, if you're going to sharpen your focus, if you're going to be intentional about reaching your goal, you have to forget your failures. Forget your failures. Understand that this was written some 30 years after the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ. That Paul didn't start out as Paul. He started out as Saul. That originally his name was Saul. He was persecuting the church. And he was there when they stoned Stephen, who was a deacon in the church. That 
Saul was an individual who drew Christians out of their homes and threw them into prison. That he was anti-Christ. Even though this is some 30 years later, Paul says that if you're ever going to get to the place and to the point where he wants to know Christ and move forward and achieve his goal, you've got to forget your failures. Here it is. Don't allow the guilt of your past to paralyze you in the present. Because, yes, y'all, look, there are some of us, we have failed. You have failed in your past. You have failed in your 2019. But you didn't. You came up short when it came to your goals. You came up short physically and spiritually and financially and entrepreneurially. You had to shut down the business. You could not launch the book that you failed. Membership in your church declined. And when you look at it, no things didn't go the way you desired for them to go. But Paul says, if you're going to sharpen your focus, if you're going to move forward, watch this, don't allow your past to hold you hostage. Yeah, what? Your past either is going to help you or it's going to hinder you. Either you're going to learn from it or you're going to lose because of it. Paul says, forget those things which are behind. Yeah, and you have to allow your failures to be building blocks that will enable you to succeed in your present. Allow your failures of the past to be building blocks that enables you to succeed in the present. And this was some 30 years ago, and yet and still, Paul is saying, forgetting those things which are behind, because it doesn't matter how long ago it was. Failure is oftentimes a seed that if left unchecked, it will germinate in your spirit. And it could be 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. If left unchecked, it will germinate in your spirit, and it will choke. It will become a weed that will begin to choke uh, the potential of your present. He says, man, forget those things which are behind. But not only is he talking about failures, don't miss this, He's also talking about your successes. He says that if you want to be successful, if you're going to reach this new goal, watch this, forget about the old goal. Forget about what you achieve. Why is this is important? Remember, Paul, he's written several manuscripts. Saul, he's, Paul, he's planted churches. Paul, he's preaching the gospel everywhere. Watch this. But he's not getting high off of his own supply. But he understands that success can lull you into a state of satisfaction, making you feel as if you have arrived. Paul says, not only do I have to forget my failures, I need to forget my successes. Because some of us, once we achieve, it lulls us into a state of complacency. And some of us, once we get to a certain level, we get so satisfied and we get so complacent that we begin to let our guard down. I call it the the victory, the vulnerability of victory, that we get vulnerable in our victory. We get comfortable when we start uh, achieving uh, uh, great things. Paul says, uh-uh, you got to understand that if you're going to reach the goal, amen, remember, you're not there yet. You've got to keep pressing. You've got to keep moving forward. You've got to stay hungry. And you gotta stay humble. But you got you got to 
as Rocky would say, you gotta, you can't lose that eye of the tiger. No matter what, my Philly people will love that. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've achieved, don't allow, don't allow this to be the pinnacle. Don't allow what you did in 2019. No, there's a higher mountain. There's more in store. There is another level. And I want to see you achieve it. God wants to see you achieve it. It's a great pastor to reflect and to refocus so that in 2020 you can begin to refire. Got to have a goal, primary and secondary. It's good to reflect. You have to refocus. And I pray God will give you the strength to refire in the new year. Lord, we thank you, we love you, we honor you, we magnify you, we glorify you, for there is none like you on all the earth. Come to you right now, Father God, grateful for the gift of yet another day, grateful for the gift of yet another year. Lord, we are grateful for the gift of yet another decade. Lord, we pray right now that you will strengthen us and be with us, Father God, as we dare to prepare to run into all that you have designed uh, and in store for us. Lord, we come to you as repentant children, asking that you forgive us for our sins, our flaws, our faults, our shortcomings. Father God, that we have fallen short of your glory. We have not dotted every I, nor crossed every T. Father God, and, and for that, we ask that you please forgive us. Lord, more than anything, Lord, we pray that you will lead us and guide us and direct our path according to your divine will. Father God, your will is what we want for our lives. Lord, we want to take full advantage of the the minutes and the moments that you have bestowed upon us. Lord, lead us and guide us and direct our path. Father God, I pray that you will help us to be intentional about getting to know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. More than anything, we pray that you will conform us into the image of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to recover the imago Dei, the image of God in the earth realm. Father God, help us to give you not just our heart, but our head as well as our hand. Help us not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Father God, I pray to allow us to 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 to, to submit unto you, Father God, to to give you our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service. Lord, we declare and decree if you can use anything, you can use us. Have your way with us. Help us to be light and salt. Help us to be the ambassadors for Christ that you desire for us to be. Help us, Father God, to to utilize the power and the privilege of prayer, uh, Father God, that we may intercede for others, that we may lay them at your throne. Do what you desire to do. We'll be careful to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. It is in the mighty, the marvelous, the matchless, miracle-working, magnificent name, Jesus Christ, we do pray. Amen.